River Radio. Spread the word. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five, what a way to make a living Hello and welcome. You are listening to The Business Source on River Radio. Thank you for joining me, Fiona Johnson, and Sophie Comas for an hour of eavesdropping business chat. Whether you're just starting out in business or you've been running your business for years, whether you are growing steadily or you've reached a plateau in your business, this is your show. Every week so far, we have had a different guest from the vast reaches of business lives. Our guests share with you the ups and downs, ins and outs and highs and lows of running a business. We learn about their specialism. We hear their business journey and their background and what brought them to where they are today. We discuss the hurdles they need to overcome and you'll find that whatever the size or type of their business, their challenges are the same ones that you and I are experiencing right now. So settle down and enjoy this, our last show together, and take some time out of your business to contemplate, learn, and we hope enjoy from the support network that is out there. And I think you'll find we're not all that different and you'll hear many a relatable story or two. So let's talk business. Well, Fiona, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sophie. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm a little bit sad today. I have to be honest with you that today feels like a bit of an end of an era and a an closure of a chapter. It's been a very good chapter, but it is definitely the closure of one. But as they say, with one door closing, another one opens. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so I think, um, thank you for that lovely intro, though. It's really, really nice and really made me think. But I think on today's show, I think it's it's going to be learn- good to learn a bit more about you Yep. Um, and your business and what you do and how you help your clients and hopefully you'll learn a bit more about me too absolutely so as just as I just mentioned this is our last show so we thought that Sophie and I thought it'd be really nice to know a little bit more about each other and share with you what we do when we're not on the radio um, and we're going to be discussing the books and podcasts that we want to recommend and um, we talk about how we help our clients move forward in their business um, we obviously got we've got some great tracks too and you'll also get to find out what our chosen superpower are because it's normally <laughs> us doing the asking um so Sophie would you like to would you like to I'm going to hand over to you now would you like to move on let's yes definitely I can do so Fiona let's um let's start I, I know I think we've we've spoken a little bit before but I know it was also some time ago so perhaps could you start by explaining to the listeners what it is that you do um for your business so my business i well i'm um i help people with their pr-led communications Mm. uh, pr being public relations but i also call myself a reputation builder because reputation is what it's all about um and that's not just sort of um being in the press which obviously press uh public relations is it's about your public image it's what everyone is um reading about you but also um, seeing hearing and thinking about you and your business so it ties in quite closely with branding um, and then to digress branding as all brand people out there will know is more than a logo so again it ties into uh, what your your values and your messages are in the branding sense and then in the PR public relations sense it's about the communications how you communicate them so it's your public face of your business and I help um, premium lifestyle businesses 
with their reputations and their press relations. Excellent. That sounds really interesting, really diverse, because I talk quite a lot with my clients about the digital perception that you create online, and it dovetails in really nicely, I think, with a lot of the work that you also look at as well. So it's not just, as you say, it's not just what you have written about you in the press, but perhaps how you convey yourself via your website or the social media that you put out there, the emails that you send. So it's that whole piece, isn't it, to help your clients to build that know like and trust about you absolutely and it really boils down to the know like and trust and I mean reputation maybe that's an, a, a sort of strange word because um, people might think it's about businesses banging their own gong or, or um, other people might think oh you know I, I'm not starstruck I don't need to be in the newspapers but everyone has a reputation mm. and it's so important to build that and and nurture it and maintain it and that is done through you know the perception if you like of yeah of what the public and your customers and clients think and um, yeah very much think about you because you want to be at the forefront of their minds and in the best positive way. <laughs> Absolutely. I, d- I do have quite conversations quite often though with clients about how they go, oh, I, d- I don't want to be in the spotlight. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know, famous or anything. And I, I, I can completely relate to that. I, th- I probably feel this, a similar sort of way. Mm. But it, it is people want to know the person behind the organisation, don't they, in the business, especially with small businesses. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People buy into those individuals and their brand values and, and how they want to do business um versus if you're a large corporation you you know you obviously take that a step further so and I think it was a few years ago everyone was talking about personal branding um and I think that's where we're at now and personal branding again generic term doesn't mean just that person it's the personality if you like behind the business particularly when they're the smaller Mm. uh, businesses and you perhaps are the business or there's a couple of people working for you and it's very important that that business has a personality hence the sort of personal branding and I think consistency as well I had a conversation quite recently with somebody and they were really on the very beginning of their marketing knowledge journey Mm. and um, she was sort of saying look at the website I've built I think it had been around for about six months but she'd not actually had the confidence to kind of talk about it in the open space and then she said look at my my LinkedIn profile and they were completely different so having not only a consistency of message but a visual consistency is really important as well isn't it it's a digital footprint because I think nowadays if someone's searching for your business or they've maybe they're not directly searching but they're they're looking to sort of come across a business and they're searching generically um it's often not websites that people go to first it might be a um LinkedIn or an Instagram yeah. or, or Facebook, any of the platforms, yeah. and hence the consistency and back to that sort of brand messaging, if you like, so that people immediately know, oh yes, actually I have I have come across their website. I can put two and two together, mm. um, and so it's the digital footprint needs to be constructive and and all say say the same and the right things. Definitely, no, definitely agree. So, um, so I guess um, kind of thinking about what you know, what does your typical day look like? Because <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure I don't even know if you have a typical day but just really trying to help the, any of the any of the listeners out there to understand perhaps what you do how you help your clients and then perhaps what makes you a little bit different from maybe the next PR person oh okay well a typical day I I don't have a typical day and I have to say that suits me fine I, I love I love you know the, I love my job and I love that every day is different of course I have a typical day I get up in the morning I get up at the same time those kind of things but from what I do to help clients is is very varied and um, uh, hence that brings me joy. But um, on the whole, in a sort of nutshell, apart from the obvious client meetings, um, 
it's very much like I monitor all the feeds that I get. So I sign up to certain um, sort of platforms that feed people like me, PR people, and they will talk about the press opportunities that are out there. So I monitor those and I find anything that's suitable for my clients. Um, and then, um, and that can range, just to give you an idea, that can range from, um, let's just say a magazine saying I'm doing a feature on... Um, makeup and I'm looking for some new um, foundations I've gone completely blank foundation creams or something and so it will be like oh that's suitable for my clients so I need to get in touch with them so they can do a review it could be from that because it could be to something like um, another publication is saying we want to talk about mortgages has anyone can anyone help with um, talking to an estate agent about the impact it's having on the houses Mm -hmm. housing crisis so that's a way to get featured in the media which isn't I can I kind of call that reactive PR because mm. it's you're not generating it so you're responding no. to the request so that's I've monitored those first thing in the morning um, and then the other thing I do with for my clients is um, we will find a story so find something that's going to be suitable to get in the press um, and often that might be something they've generated themselves like an event or it could be a new product launch um, and it's just a case of um, so I say just obviously that needs writing up and approval but sure. it's also a case of keeping in touch with journalists keeping the relationships going with journalists yeah. so they know to come to me and I know to go to them yeah that's very much the sort of media relations side of it but on the other side help clients with their websites as we just discussed to help them yep. with their their social um, whether it's social content social feeds the social look and feel um it's very it's very all-encompassing on the communications front excellent so no I mean definitely really varied and what, what I love about your role is it really complements the work that I do so whilst in some ways we we sort of come at things you know similar things you look at it in such a different way yes. I love it it's brilliant and actually I mean Obviously, public relations is my background alongside marketing and events. But um, what I love is the way it fits in with Mm. the marketing, as you say. And you can't really have one without the other. Um, Marketing is a very broad term. And we'll probably discuss that a bit more later. But um, what PR does is it complements the marketing um, and enhances it. And again, back to that reputation piece, it's working away, working away. And maybe not, hopefully not in the background, but it's working away to complement um, perhaps a, a campaign you're doing on a, on a new product launch, which is pure marketing. Um, and then the two can tie in together and yeah. you get that double whammy <laughs> and everyone gets to hear about your business. Excellent. No, I love it. I love it. And what, what's the best thing, best bit about, about your day, do you think? Um, oh, I... Oh, corny isn't it I I love I love talking to my clients I love building those those relationships and um I love oh, making them happy you know when you've done a really <laughs> good piece of work or you're seeing something in in print or on on online and you think yes and and even better when it's been um transcribed so the the release you've written perhaps is done word for word in the newspaper you think yep yeah, good job even the journalist approves then <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that no yeah. that's brilliant I really I, yeah I can, I can understand that so um how would you describe your work yourself in three words Fiona oh now this is a real this is payback isn't it, it I is think payback. how often I've asked my guests that <laughs> yeah, and now all of, all gonna... of your guests are sitting there rubbing their hands going yay yeah, come on, what's it gonna be um and now I see why they're put on the spot and all you, you get all these words that come into your head you know mm, am I that am I that I don't know oh let's overthink it I would definitely say that I am optimistic yeah um I have a sunny disposition and <laughs> I'm, I'm a positive person so definitely optimistic um I um, I also think I'm very curious. 
and that's like in that um, in work and at home. And I sometimes I get teased an awful lot because I'm always the one that asks another question, and another question, and another question. I really try and understand things, and I think that helps me in my line of work because I I get behind Definitely. people's businesses, mm. and when I represent them. I properly represent them, you know, 110%. I really yeah. get behind and want to see them do well. Um, so, yes, curious. And then the other one, and I can't help myself, but I, I'm i quite humorous. Um, and I like I like to lighten a day. I think days should be filled with fun and humor. Um, I hope I don't overstep the mark sometimes. <laughs> and when, you know, in a professional environment, you think, I really didn't need to make that joke. <laughs> but self-depreciating, that's another one. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Oh, I love those. I, I might, might borrow one later. We'll see. <laughs> um, and what superpower would you have? I've got my Harry Potter wand out and I okay. can give you any, any superpower that you would like. So what would, what would be your choice? Maybe the superpower should be to make spells but I think actually it's one that I've always I've always sort of stood by and I'm now thinking why do I want I'd love to be invisible and I think that just means maybe it's I'd like maybe it's because I'm nosy but actually let's go back to saying I'm just curious and I want to know what goes on behind closed doors okay I like that (laughs) and how about your favorite holiday destination is there somewhere that is just your happy place oh it's funny isn't it I don't go back to places regularly enough to have a happy place but I do love um I love Cornwall and I love being by the sea but I also love the mountains so I think happy place would be oh sounding a bit like um, as a, the sound of music standing on top of a mountain when you've got just endless views fresh air maybe some some cheese <laughs> to look forward to it normally seems to be the way in the mountains and the alps in particular um and it doesn't have to be the the winter the winter alps just that feeling of space and freedom and that um on top of the world so that would probably be my happy, happy lovely place. oh i yeah. love it what a great description yeah i can feel the cool air coming through my imagination <laughs> well, i think with that it's one. the air con that's very cold in here today <laughs> yeah it is quite chilly actually you're right it's not too cold outside but it is in in the studio this afternoon um and then a business book or podcast. What is that one you're reading or enjoying at the moment? I um, well, I'm going to go to podcasts first. I'm I do love a podcast, and I'm very varied in my listen listening habits. Um, I sort of get stuck on something, love it, love it, love it, and then I almost get overkill on it mm. and just need a break. But one thing I do keep coming back to, and I know it's not a business one, but again. I just love it. And that's Desert Island Discs. And I think oh. one of the reasons I love it, I'm, I don't mean to make this a theme, but maybe it's my curiosity theme. Yeah. That, um, this, because part of my job and part of what I do for clients is, as I said, getting behind their business, but I'm getting behind personalities, whether it's understanding a journalist, understanding a brand, dealing with my client. And I think, again, with Desert Island Discs, you really get to find the person that mm. is behind the brand. So that would be my sort of reoccurring podcast. And as for books, um, the one that really stuck with me, um, for, I read a while back. I can't say I practice it, but it really stuck with me, um, probably for how American it is, um, is The Way of the Wolf by okay. Jordan Belfort, who was the Wolf of Wall Street. And okay. um, he's got a step-by-step sales um, sales system, which I don't necessarily buy into sorry excuse the pun but it was just fascinating it was a fascinating insight into sales techniques and maybe more how I as a customer um 
have been influenced, shall we say? So mm. that's that was a, a, a really interesting read. Yeah. Um, Did it um, having read something like that and seen such a a kind of register kind of red what's the word regimental kind of stri- it really you. is it's um, a, yeah. kind of a, such a process driven way of engaging with people did it make you spot it when people tried to do it to you or did, kind of did you become more aware of other people probably, doing that probably. to you probably but i think but my takeaway would be you know that's very good if you're going to implement it but you need to be able to de- deviate just you're dealing with personalities and humans Mm. and it's not a machine and that's not a criticism of the book obviously it works for a lot of people and it certainly worked for him for a while and um but it it is just a fascinating insight Mm. into the whole you know sort of systems systems of selling um and at the end of the day as a business owner we're all salesmen too we must remember that we can be it doesn't mean to say we have to be you know terrible salesmen as in the the negative negative type too salesy salesy. Mm. there's a there's an art to it and i'm not saying that you know, the art can be learned through that book, but it was interesting. Mm. But um, we are, we mustn't forget that we all need to sell, to sell rather. And that could just be back to when we're representing our business in a, in a reputation piece. Definitely. Um, definitely. But the other book, am I allowed to mention another book? Yeah, Because I found, yeah. this is one I'm reading at the moment, um, albeit slowly, because I do like a little bit of fiction. I like escapism. <laughs> but this is, so this is another uh, business book. Oh, if you can call it business. So it's called The Charisma Myth. Um, and okay. it's um, about how to engage and influence and motivate people. Um, and I think this comes back to the fact that I am fascinated by what makes people tick. Um, there's, yeah, I'm definitely a people person. I'm sorry, I, I sort of feel like I'm analysing it. But I can see now through the conversation with Sophie today where where my sort of relationships um the whole yeah the whole people piece and the curiosity all fit together um because what make people tick could be from a marketing point of view reputation point of view the client the brand the product the service everything has to tick in the right sort of way Mm. to make people tick to want to make the purchase or to sign up or or to follow you whatever the whatever whatever your goal is so so that would be my other piece I'm afraid I can't remember who it's by but it's called the charisma myth and I've um, I'm really enjoying that. Excellent. Oh, I shall. I shall check those out. So, always, always love the recommendations that come out of the show. It's certainly given me some ideas for different things to do. So, that's uh, all good. And final question before we head to the track, Fiona. Um, what does the future hold for you? Well, um, the future. I just sort of onwards and upwards. I, I'm, um, I, as I said, I, I really enjoy what I do. I've got some great clients. Long may they continue. I love building building my business, building my brand and becoming recognized as um, the, you know, the person I want to be, if you like, someone who, who, who knows their stuff and can implement good campaigns. Excellent. Um, and I've got a couple of ideas up my sleeve, which I'd love <laughs> to share. But since we're live on air, I feel I need to keep them to myself. But um, there's, no, there's some great plans afoot for my business. Excellent. So watch this space. Absolutely. Definitely check Fiona out. Absolutely. Please sure. do. And please follow me as well. Follow. I mean, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Um, that's a good way of keeping in touch and yeah. finding out what, what what's I'm your, up to. What's your handle or website, Fiona, if somebody wants to find out more about what you do? So my website is Fiona Johnson. .co.uk. Yep. Uh, my email is Fiona at Fiona Johnson, but who uses email now? It's all about DMs, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm quite um, active on Instagram, so I am Fee Johnson PR. So that's um, F I Fee Johnson PR. 
Lovely. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much for that. So, and you've got a, you've chosen a track for us this afternoon. Yes. Um, it does need which, a bit of an introduction. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. What was your thinking behind this? This is a really un-me piece of music. I think those of you that know me know that I've got incredibly varied musical taste. So that, I suppose, it fits in in that respect. I also work for a record company, which meant I'm, I'm heavily, heavily influenced, God, that's a mouthful, um, by all genres. And as a result, I found it very difficult to choose, you know, a favourite track. So I've gone really off piste for me because um, this is from a musical, yeah. uh, which I saw back in 1985 when I was an influential teenager. And this musical absolutely blew me away. And I think it was the power of the production. And... Uh, it's never left me. It's been made into a film, which I thought was recently, but it wasn't at all. It's already about <laughs> 10 years ago. Oh, gosh. Um, but this this particular track is not from the film. It's from the original um, uh, cast. Um, and um, it's a, it's become a family favourite. And so it just it just actually means a lot to me in a in a sort of less obvious way. But when I stop to think, it's to the, it's the power of seeing a live um, production, which is interesting because we're now live on radio. So it's all just quite... just. Tied in together. And so, uh, would you like to tell the listeners what the track is? Um, so, it's from Les Mis and it's One More Day, and it's the original London um, cast from 1985. Wow. <laughs> well, here you go. Here's One, more, one Day More by Les Mis. One day more, another day, another destiny. This never ending road to Calvary. These men who seem to know my crime will surely come a second time, one day more. I did not live until today. How can I live when we are parted? One day more. Tomorrow you'll be walked away. And yet with you my world has started. Day all on my own. Will we ever meet again? One more day with him, not caring. I was born to be with you. Not the life I might have known. And I swear I will be true. But he never saw me Oh, I follow where she goes At the barricades of freedom Shall I join my brothers there? When our ranks begin to fall Do I stay? Do I dare? Will you take your place with me? The time is now The day is here One day more One day more to revolution We We'll be ready for these schoolboys They will wet themselves with blood Watch them run amok Catch them as a fool Never know your luck when there's a free for all Here's a little dip They're a little touch Most of them are gone so they won't be
Welcome back. You are listening to me, Fiona Johnson and Sophie Comus. And we're together for our last show on River Radio. And this is The Business Source. Thank you for listening in today. So if you've been listening from the beginning, you'll know that, as I just said, it's our last show. And Sophie's just been chatting to me and firing questions um, that we are always asking our guests. (laughs) So now it's my turn to welcome my fellow co-host, Sophie Comus. Um, She's the founder of Remu Marketing, which is a marketing services consultancy who specialise with working with small businesses. Um, And I'm now going to be putting some questions to her. (laughs) So I guess the first one is, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do and how you help clients? Thank you, Fiona. Um, Gosh, that was a bit of an introduction. Thank you. Um, So... My name is Sophie Comas. I have a business called Remu Marketing and we help our small business clients to connect with their ideal audience. And we do that through working with them in a number of different ways. We generally start by building a marketing strategy for them. Um, And that's quite an in-depth piece of work to really get under the skin of of the business owner, what they want out of the business, understand what they're trying to achieve, who their target audience is. Um, and often often I have conversations with people and they don't know the answers to mm-hmm. those questions. And I think once we go through that process and we define that information, it then makes their marketing a whole lot easier. And that's when we then move on to the next phase. So we invariably start with our marketing strategy. We would then look at a website. Um, and we've got some great partners that we work with to help us build websites. Um, and then go on to the kind of more traditional methods of connecting with your audience that you'd be familiar with. So writing blogs, sending emails, social media, um, might be some social media advertising in there, some uh, magazine articles. It depends really on the individual business and what they need, their budget, how much they need to grow and what they need to achieve. So it's all a really scalable yes. um, solution. And it's it's always interesting when I speak to people for the first time and they kind of say, well, can you give me an idea of what we might need? Need to do on an ongoing basis and it's it's really hard to do that chicken and egg isn't it because you is. don't know without doing the strategy first it is without yeah. really understanding the customer the business and what they're wanting to achieve you know it, it's really difficult to quantify so yes. for example do you want to send one email a month or two do you want to work on four social media networks or just one you know and, and the implication of those decisions is is quite considerable yes. and i think also because marketing is one of those those large umbrella terms that we touched on earlier so people think, well, I know I need help with my marketing, mm. but I don't know what. And, yeah. and you're saying, well, I can help you. And it's probably that sort of that going round and round, isn't it? Of, it is. Well, what do I need? Well, we need to uh, sort of... I need to find out first. Yeah, exactly. And of course, <laughs> it's not it just out. a case of oh, throwing together a strategy. It's absolutely getting behind 
your customers, what sort yeah. of customers they are, what yeah. they're looking for, back yeah. to the brand values. And yeah. it's so that it's a huge, I mean, that's, that must be a lot of work. Definitely. I mean, but it, I really enjoy that piece mm. of, of the work. I mean, we are a team of associates. So it's not just myself in the business. There's lots of people that we work with to help. We bring in specialism as and when the, the yeah. client needs. And the other thing that we're starting to do more recently, which has been fabulous and I love, is to work not only just in an implementation perspective for clients, but also in a mentoring or a coaching capacity a and idea, a training yeah. capacity as well so de- you know depending upon the size of the client and what they want they, that kind of need does vary um, and it's just it's really brilliant to be able to flex in the way that the customer and our clients need need the help yes. and support to so you forward. really can support them so if they're small and they want to do it themselves they can have some training so yep. um, that's wonderful and is there yep. a particular type of client that you find yourself working with yeah probably more lifestyle clients so I think you and I overlap in mm. that regard um, um, I tend to work less with the professional services, um, so sort of accountancy, legal, HR um, style. Although I have got um, you know a couple of couple of clients that fit within that space, but generally they've got a slightly different skew, which um, you know which really works for myself and for them. Um, so, but yeah, otherwise it tends to be more of a lifestyle. So uh, people who are in fitness, well-being. Um, so yeah, really diverse. And that's what I love. All my clients are amazing at what they do mm. and they're awesome. And for me, that's the biggest reward. I think you touched on it earlier yeah. as well, but watching them succeed is is fantastic. It is, isn't it? It really is. And I, yeah, I have to back you on that one. And I was just going to say, I mean, I know you're based locally to the, the radio yes, station here. Yeah, in Windsor. In Windsor. Um, and presumably your clients are all over. They are, yeah. Um, and and that's that's the lovely thing I think is sort of about where we are in the world today. Hmm. Um, that you know I could ask you where you're based, but actually it's irrelevant now, isn't yeah, it? It is, and I love that. I think that's you know as much as there's been some real challenges and things that have come out of COVID, one of the things that I love is that because we've moved to this digital space, um, you know I've got clients in Cambridge, I've hmm. got clients in Kent, um, I've got clients in Bournemouth. You know I am no longer limited to just a fifteen or a twenty mile radius of my house, yeah. and, and limited by the fact that I need to get in my car to go and meet with them. Actually, it's perfectly acceptable to work in a complete virtual online Absolutely. capacity and, and it's yeah. it's fantastic it is and watch out world domination next. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not quite sure about yeah. that but i mean you know just to kind of reflect on that a little bit there is without a doubt it is much better to meet your clients in person mm. without a shadow of a doubt that i prefer that but it just opens up so many opportunities not every meeting has to be in person not every conversation has to be you know, in, in yes. a person, you, you can do it virtually as well, which just makes it so much easier to work. So it's not just you mentioned it was acceptable, but actually it's not just the acceptance. It's the fact, as in it's doable acceptance. It's the fact that mentally we accept it now. And yeah. um, whereas, you know, it's, everything felt like it had to be in person. And now I think it's getting yes. that balance because nothing beats um, proper interaction, personal interaction like that. Definitely. Um, am I allowed to ask you what makes you different though in business maybe it's not in business I don't know <laughs> oh gosh I, I struggle with that I know when I we, we um, have conversations with my clients they always struggle with it too um, maybe it's because it's easier for someone else to say what's di- what true. makes you different that rather than yourself yeah. yeah so I think um, what makes me different I'm obviously a marketer I have um, a corporate marketing background and one of the key um, you know I've been working in this sector for a number of years now more than I perhaps care to admit on air but so I've got a, I, I come to any client conversation with a wealth of knowledge and understanding about how the marketing space works but one of the 
loveliest pieces of feedback that somebody gave me was that they really valued and appreciated my corporate marketing experience to understand have an understanding of that world and have an understanding Mm. of actually how to connect with that audience they found of great value so I know that some of my clients do choose to work with me because of of that experience that I have yes and of course it doesn't mean that you have a corporate background Therefore, you can only apply corporate. It means you have that understanding of exactly. that type of market, yeah. which is which is really unique. Yeah. And, yeah, and when I first started out, actually, it was a massive learning curve for myself over the first twelve months to to take all of the. You know, I've also got a. Um, I'm also um, a, a chartered marketeer as well, so I've got the academic um, kind of reassurance, yes. if you like, in the background with everything that I'm doing, but. Um, also, I think that first year, that transition of working in a corporate space to working as a small business owner, you know, no longer did I have a, an email marketing department where I would just send them the campaign assets to and an email would magically appear going to the correct audience that I needed it to go to. Suddenly I had to build that email myself I had to find that audience Mm. you know the copy and the creative was fairly straightforward but because that's what I did previously but the actual physical implementation suddenly I had to do all of that myself and that was that was quite a learning curve that was quite a steep learning curve yes and I mean that's one of the joys of 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 having your own business isn't it that you know maybe you'd like the learning curve to be slightly less steep but actually (laughs) you know you have to learn you have to get on and find out how to do these things but then once you've learned it you can't unlearn it so it's a skill and Definitely. so there's there's so many positives in, in, in having to be thrown in like that yeah. or, or outsource it that's the yep. other thing that you get to a point you know I was always from day one I always said to my husband this business has to be able to support an accountant I'm a relatively <laughs> intelligent person but I know the stress it would put me under to know that I had to submit my accounts at the end of the year correctly um it was just something I just didn't even yes. want to to try so from day one I've always had an accountant and it works brilliantly from day one that's that's good plan <laughs> So um, let's just say, you know, we talk about the, your favourite parts of your business, which I'll come to in a minute, and your worst. We can put that down as like, I, am, you know, I don't ever want to be an accountant. That part Definitely. of my business is not, not yeah. my bit. Yeah, I'm happy to work. I love Xero. Xero is an awesome tool. I know there's QuickBooks that does something similar, but Xero makes your accounting process immensely simple and easy and straightforward. Really happy to do all of that kind of ongoing bookkeeping. But yeah, the final end of year stuff, I, I will yep. pass to somebody that knows exactly with, what they're doing. With a big smile on your face it's all yours (laughs) Um, and what do you think is the best part of your job oh I I think I'm gonna nick um what you you said earlier Fiona but without a question it's watching my clients succeed yeah it's watching their businesses grow and flourish through through working together um and I've got a number of clients that I've worked with for over a number of years now and through the work we've done together we've put down solid roots and foundations and their businesses have just exploded and flourished yes and I love that that for me without a shadow of a doubt is the best part of of my world and when I get an email from a client going like I did this week uh, or last week I think it was um designed a newsletter for them first time they, they put a newsletter out and they said look at this fabulous feedback I've oh. had and they sent it to me yes you know, and it was a team effort everybody contributed of course but that for me was a massive um massive sense of of enjoyment yes and actually it's interesting so we both agree on on that feeling that is one of the best parts of our jobs but actually I'm just sort of moving on from that it's the collaboration as well isn't it absolutely that you've built with a client uh, or you know with your audience whichever way you like to look at it but it's it's nice when you know good things come together what's that quote when you know people that work together good things come together so definitely. it's definitely that piece as well definitely. um now 
to fire this back at you. <laughs> um, there's no beating about the bush. I'm not going to run the quiz by you. We've, uh, for those that listen regularly, they, they will, you will know that we always do a, a quiz with our guests. But um, I am going to ask Sophie to describe herself in three words. Okay. I have thought about this. I have got okay. some notes next to me. So <clears throat> I think the first one is knowledgeable. Um because I've been working within the marketing space for some time now and also within the small business space, actually. Mm. Um, I think there is a level of knowledge that I bring to the conversations with my clients, not just on the marketing side, actually, but latterly more in a coaching capacity and a support capacity. So it's not just, you know, my, my marketing background is very commercial as well. So I bring a real side to the conversations that we have had that I want to quantify things it's no good saying to me oh I need more clients Sophie well how many more clients do you want and what does that look like and what yes. kind of work do you want to do because otherwise it's so it's loose and yeah and you've got nothing no to aim for exactly exactly yeah. so you've got something to measure against yes. as well yeah. yeah so I think the the kind of the blend if you like of experience of marketing of coaching and of commercial awareness I think just brings together um in a really nice sort of conclusion so when I say knowledge that's that's what I mean so that would be the first one the second would be, um, and I really liked your word curious, but actually I think inquisitive is also mm-hmm. probably more me because I really, I suppose as part of the coaching piece, I really, when I start to work with a new client, I like to get under the skin of, you know, what is it that they do? How do they work? What do they, you know, what, what's, the, what's their passion? What's their why? So for me, I think that would also be the same. And I'm constantly looking at ways that I can, maybe improve what I do for my clients. How can I read around things? Unfortunately, I don't always have as much time as I would like to watch webinars or read books. But I really try, you know, if something is new coming into the scene, I really try and look at it, evaluate it. If I haven't got time to kind of do the recce myself, maybe find out or talk to a client or a colleague who has. So that continual learning. And I think marketing is changing at such an immense pace that um, it's hard to keep up with everything. It is, and, and you are continuously learning. Yeah. Uh, one is, and, and I think that's a good thing in life. Yeah? I, yeah, yeah, it's important to me to keep learning, yeah. you know, aside from work and business, but just that continual personal development and looking at different things yeah. I, I really enjoy. And the, the final thing I think is fun, and what I mean by that is we choose to work for ourselves for, you know, various different reasons, but for me it was because um, of, I had a young family when I first started out, so I wanted to work around them. But you need to enjoy what you do. I think there's a lovely saying that goes, and I might misquote it, but something like, if you enjoy what you do for work, you'll never work a day in your life. And that's so true. And I absolutely love the diverse nature of my role. No two days are the same for me. I could be doing a strategy session one day, could be on the radio the next, sending an email the next. You know, everything is so diverse in what I do. And I love that that challenge and that that broad range of, of projects. Um, that's great so my mind was just going off sort of um you know saying I might be on the radio it's like well you are now and I'm just sitting looking <laughs> at you um so no just proof proof that I mean every day is varied but we've you know we're, we're similar in that respect and I think mm. that's another reason why we do what we do um yeah. it sounds like we were sort of destined for the roles that we've we've <laughs> you know the, the, what, what we do now yeah. um to uh, sort of when you have time out yeah when not if when you have time out um where would be your sort of favorite destination whether it is would it be a city would it be adventure or beach oh I've I've been really lucky that I've I've traveled quite a lot in my life I really enjoy traveling <clears throat> seeing new new places new cultures meeting new people um 
But for me, my happy place absolutely has to be San Jose in Ibiza. Yes. You put it in the river. No, no. That's why I was quite specific. (laughs) I'll I'll quite happily leave the San Antonio (laughs) bit behind and the Playa del Bosses behind. I'm a bit old for that now, although I'm sure my boys won't be be too long before they're, they're there. But without question, Ibiza for me is a place. I love the sea there. I love the beach. I love the food. I love the people. And it's just, um, it's a very, we've, we've been there quite a lot. We've been there for a number of different places and for different things. And it's a very special place to me. So mm-hmm. whilst there are lots of lovely places I've had the, the real pleasure to visit, I think Ibiza for me is, oh, is one of my favourites. Lovely island, isn't it? It's oh, beautiful. Just sort of transporting myself there now. <laughs> um, and then, as you know, we always ask our guests to recommend a book or a podcast, something that's resonated the, with them, whether it's um, helping their business grow, uh, developing a new skill, or it could just be something on a personal level. Do you have a, a book or a podcast? Do you, are you a podcaster? Do you have time to listen to them? Do you know what? I've really tried to get into the podcasting and I just haven't found a podcast that's really clicked with me mm-hmm. i've taken some of the recommendations from some of the guys on the show and i've listened to a couple and some were a bit too commercial for me and there's too many ads and yep. some just didn't it hasn't i haven't quite landed on on things that work for me but um i do like to read um unfortunately not as much as i would like to so the book i'm going to suggest today is the magic of coaching by rosie niece and it's actually a new book i think she's just won the um uh, Amazon book she's just hit the Amazon bestseller list okay. um, she's actually a lady that I've trained with as a coach and it, it's a book that she's just bought out I haven't read all of it yet but it's brilliant and it just really evolves the typical coaching models forward a little bit just to take on on board a little bit of a different approach to the way that you have conversations to help people with the challenges that they're facing um, so I wanted to reference that today and I'm looking forward to really getting stuck into reading that but the other two that I found of immense benefit is The Go-Giver which oh, I think yes. I have mentioned on the show yes before. that's a very popular book so there must be something in that then yes, yeah. yeah and it's just it's a really quick it took me an hour and a half to read it I do read quite quickly admittedly but it took me an hour and a half to read it and it was just a lovely story about how if you give you actually get a lot more in return so I really love the principle of what they described in the book and the other thing which I find really valuable and um, to be very true you might need to get a little bit past the Americanism of it I think you used that phrase earlier which was lovely but there's the secret um, and that's about the idea of the law of attraction and it's so true when you become really targeted and focused on something that you want to achieve it generally happens because what I find is you generally turn all of your attentions into making that one thing Mm. happen. Your conversations with your friends and colleagues turn towards that one particular thing you're looking for. And it's just a really interesting concept, and I've I found it to be true too. So that's really interesting um, because a lot of people talking about manifest manifestation manifest manifesting at the moment and I'm not for one minute saying that that's what you're talking about because obviously I haven't read the book but it's the same principle of you start believing in things um, and I think you're right it's maybe that thing that incremental changes whereby you're believing in it you make the changes you're focused on what you're trying to achieve and get there yeah Um, so that definitely sounds like an interesting one to read I think the challenge comes when you don't know what you want yes (laughs) and that's uh, you know that's a whole nother conversation so Um, you know if you kind of 
you're not enjoying your work or you're stuck as to how oh, to move forward. It's so difficult, isn't that's, it? Yeah. That's a really difficult one because you don't yeah. know what to ask for. Mm. Whereas if you do know what to ask for, you know, you know, if I think in my client terms, you know, they define their objective, they define their audience, they define what success looks like, they define, you know, the product that might suit that and solve that solution. Yeah. And then everything just gets focused on that. And it, it's amazing. It's very, very powerful. Which brings us nicely to what does the future hold for your business? <laughs> um, do you know what? I, I About this time of year, it's a time of reflection for me. Mm. Um, we've had an amazing year this year. The business has grown tremendously. And as we move into 2023, I do have ambition for further growth and further development. I'm loving the mentoring, coaching work that I'm doing with clients at the moment. I'm loving the training that I'm doing with clients at the moment. And they're bigger clients. It's not just kind of a, you know, a, a sort of a, a workshop with eight people. And, um, you know, it's going into organisations and training um, on particular marketing tools. Yes. And I'm, I'm really enjoying that. So it's great. Um, and, and back to when you enjoy something, you want to do more of it. And it's given you a new direction. So something to look into. And absolutely. Pursue. And energy and enjoyment. And yeah, so Fabulous. yeah. So watch this space. Oh, another another one. I love all this. Watch this space. Um, so if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to contact you, Sophie? Yeah, the best way is to visit the website, which is Remu Marketing, which is R-I-M-U Marketing, or one word, .co.uk. Um, all of my social media links are the same, and they're all linked from the website um, with emails and contact forms she's on a, there. She's so. a good marketeer, that one. <laughs> you can tell. Um, which I think it's time now to come to your chosen track. Would you like to introduce this for us yeah so this so this was quite hard um, my brother actually said to me a few years ago what, what are your five top songs and this was definitely in them but I think it's um it's quite hard to focus on a favorite song because you it depends what mood you're in so they do have different times of your life they mean different things but for me this is always a song which is um which is definitely um up there and the song is living on a prayer by Bon Jovi so um if you're happy for let's get our rock Uh, get your rock 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 shoes or whatever absolutely (laughs) right we're gonna have a bit of a dance
Oh, that was good. I really enjoyed that. That is literally one of my favourite songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, funny enough, um, off air, we were both talking about our love for John Bon Jovi and how we've both seen them live as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so. seen, seen them live a couple of times. They are, but yeah, oh, they are wonderful. awesome. Yeah, so you, we were rocking around the studio. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job the, uh, the camera's not on. <laughs> oh, I know. Absolutely. No, thank, thank goodness. It's just, just live radio. Um, now we come to the part of the show where we discuss the, the challenges that we're all facing as business owners at the moment. And uh, there are lots of them, but we're not going to go into doom and despair. We're going to be optimistic <laughs> and fun, as we've just described ourselves. Um, but one of the things I know that um, I think, as you know, for people listening out, you'll um, we've talked about marketing communications. It's a, a, in broad terms, but um, it's knowing where to start. So if there's someone out there listening and thinking, mm, I need to pursue or, or dig deeper into my marketing. Um, well, let, let's discuss where the best place to start might be. Yeah, I think there's generally a trigger. What I find with people who approach me and say, you know, I need some help, there's generally a trigger um, for people to do so. Mm. More often than not, it's, gosh, I need some more clients, I need some more business, things aren't quite <clears throat> maybe going the way that I thought they would, or I need to do something different, or I want to launch a new product. Um, and it can be quite hard, I think, to to make a start, especially if you don't particularly have a, a commercial or a um, corporate or a marketing background. Yes. Perhaps you just do something that you love, um, you know, florist or um, personal trainer or something like yes. that. Yes, and so, then you might do the occasional post, but you yes. know that there's no sort of substance or weight behind it. It's just a bit yeah. sort and of mud at a wall. Yeah, and then yeah. you might do it once and nobody likes it, nobody comments, yeah. and you think, oh, so you what's, what's the point? Yeah. So, um, so I do, you know, I, I do completely understand those those sort of thoughts and start process but I think the place to start really is to and we you know we kind of touched on it earlier I think between us but the place to start really is what what am I trying to achieve what am I trying to do and who am I talking to and I think once you get those two questions those key questions Mm -hmm. really sort of organized then you can start to say okay well I know what I want to do and I know who I want to talk to so what's the best way to talk to that audience and then you can sort of brainstorm um, a couple of routes to market yeah. and things that you should do and then kind of build it from there but I think the other challenge as well is if you if you google you know what, what do I do as a small business owner you get oh, this list of stuff back field, which yeah. is huge um, and it's kind of then you know how do I decipher that information yeah so that's some good good tips on where to start. And then actually, I think once with all these things, marketing or doing your account, Sophie, um, <laughs> with all these things, once you start, you actually, you know more than you think and you're perhaps further down the line than you realise that you've just got to start. Definitely. I think that's the trick. Pen and paper, scribble lots of things down and then, and then start. Definitely. Um, yeah. One of the things I also wanted to discuss um, from a reputation point of view, I know it's something that a lot of people are struggling with at the moment because we are so bombarded with social media. And I know, obviously, reputation pieces is the whole communication. It's not just um, social media, but that's what I'm going to touch on at the moment because I think that's where people have firsthand experience of, of reputation building. Um, we talked about consistency earlier, didn't we, and making sure that it ties in with your brand and that everything links through. Yeah. Um, but both on and offline, I think it's really important that to um, build, grow and maintain your reputation, that you keep your social um, platforms positive. Yeah. Don't get involved into slanging matches on Twitter. Don't let your personal opinions override mm. your business um, profile. Maybe have a separate account. Maybe that's what you need to do if you, if you feel passionately that you need to have a voice. Um 
we also, you know, another thing which touches on the marketing, again, which platform do you use? There's so many different platforms. Absolutely. You don't need to be on all of them. No. And actually, it's better to do one platform really well than Absolutely. try and do four not so well. Yep. And find, and, and from, again, from a business point of view, find the one that your audience is hanging out on mm. and use that one. So maybe keep one of the others for your personal use. Um, and by all means, do post pictures of what goes on in your personal life on your business account but remember, it's a professional account. You need to keep it professional. And if you are going to post a picture of your your dog or your your, your birthday cake or something, I don't know, but try and link it to what you do because yeah. it is a professional business. Yeah. Bring, bring it back to a business message. I think yeah. there's some great, great thoughts there, Fiona. The other one I would add as well is I think with, um, again, I know we've touched briefly earlier in the show about um, the impact of COVID, mm. but I think it really has impacted our mental well-being in a number of ways. Yes. So actually just to check in with yourself sometimes to make sure that everything is still okay because I think sometimes people can get so absorbed into the digital world and the digital space and kind of look around and, and see everybody back. Yeah, yeah. Do, doing you know so brilliantly well that it can have a negative impact on our mental well-being so I think just keeping that in check and just making sure yeah. that it's it like just exactly as you said everything remains positive um, and it is just one route to market yeah. so just it is yeah. only one route and actually if you have a day off have a digital detox mm. it's good for you and and it won't. It doesn't mean everything's going to start crumbling around you. So no. I think it's important to have that time out, whether it's detox or just to sort of stand back and reflect yeah. on things. And, and actually, you can have a planned. You know, sometimes it's been really interesting. Actually, I've seen a couple of messages for pe- from people across my social media networks. One person has said, "I'm proactively taking a." social media break so you're not going to hear from me for a while Mm -hmm. she hasn't really explained why so I don't know um I don't know if I don't know the background or story behind it um personally I always take a break over Christmas and New Year because people aren't really focusing on business messaging and social media space so actually if your audience is disengaging around that time then reflect that I do the same yes you know step back so I take about two weeks off over Christmas you know we have a really lovely campaign and we will do again this year in the run-up to Christmas to enjoy the festivity to get into the mood of the season but then take some downtime and enjoy focusing on what's important and being with friends and family Mm. then come back with a bang in January you know celebrate be really positive coming into the new year so um you know there are ways to, to just kind of manage it and work you know work in a bar and and just be be organized with things another thing I'd like to add sort of thought for the day um you talked about the go-giver which Mm. actually made me think um about the network that we build around us as business owners um and it's it doesn't have to be I think quite often people think you know it's it's competitors out there they're not competitors it's you you choose your network you need a support network definitely um everyone needs a support network that doesn't mean to say they're just there for you to lean on it's all swings and roundabouts you you can help each other in different ways. It might just be in asking a question. It might be online. It might be seeing them in person. But the other thing is that this is where I'm going with the sort of go-giver is I also think, um, and I think this is what Sophie and I have been doing and I like to think we've been doing, that if you can be generous with your time and not of everyone's got the ability to do that, um, it's really nice to be able to support up-and-coming talent mm-hmm. and to give that knowledge and the experience that we've 
gained over our many years um, and to give something back and I think it's something I'm feeling really strongly about at the moment is is giving back to those that are um, maybe in the same industry or maybe just something sort of similar where we know that we can share our skills yeah. and talents and that's all part of a network yeah, definitely um, so yeah, yeah. that would be my thought for the day yeah, for I love it to, yeah. I, I follow a similar path to you um, I've you know we have a csr policy as part mm. of what we do and throughout um my business years really and actually since the birth of my eldest son we've i've always given my time to charity so whether that's organizing nct sales whether that's running for charity whether that's you know offering marketing support you know whatever that's looked like over the years um i think it's important if you can give back in whatever small way you are able yeah. to you know whether that's financially or whether that's in time i think it's it's important to do so where you can, especially at the moment in the times that we, we find yes, ourselves it in. It is. So it's look outwards, not inwards. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's it. I think it's time to start wrapping up, isn't it? It is. Fiona, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thoroughly enjoyed working on the show with you. Likewise. Um, I'm sad it's the closure of, of this chapter, but yep. who knows what the future holds. Absolutely. Um, so as a final conclusion, if anybody would like to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, my website, Fiona Johnson uk or through Instagram, which is Fee Johnson PR. What Excellent. about yourself, Sophie? So myself, um, it's remumarketing.co.uk. So I think all that remains is for us to say thank you ever so much for listening, yep. for those of you out there. Um, hopefully our paths will cross again Absolutely. soon. And do and keep in touch with us. It'd be lovely yes. just to sort of, um, I know we've got a good good sort of group of cohorts that regularly listen to our show. Don't um, Do keep in touch. Let us know what you thought of the show and um, keep an eyes, eyes and ears open for what might happen next. Absolutely. So on that note, thank you very much. Take thank care. You, See you soon. And we will play you out with Dolly. Thanks Take for care. listening. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taken and no giving They just use your mind And they never give you credit It's enough to drive you Crazy if you let it Nine to five For service and devotion You would think that I Would deserve a fair promotion Want to move ahead won't seem to let